Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1938. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah! Today, I'm just north of the Pacific Northwest in Vancouver, B.C., with a very special guest by the name of Jeff Chrysler, a good car name. Jeff, welcome to Cars Yeah! Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? I sure am. All right, we're going to have some fun today. Now, before I uh, get started, is there one little thing that maybe most people don't know about you, Jeff? Uh, yeah, there's lots of things people probably don't know about me, but, um, well, besides the car stuff, I'm also an artist, I'm a musician, I'm into meditation. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Now, did you ever do art? And let me ask you this, what kind of art do you do? Um, as a kid, I was, I was the art kid growing up. I, I was a painter and a drawer. Um, I got into airbrushing when I was about 10 or 11 and especially airbrushing actual cars and car scenes and stuff like that. So oh, very cool. And yeah. you, you mentioned music. Is there an instrument you like to play? I started out as a drummer. I became a guitarist and singer over the years. And so, a singer yeah. too. Wow. Multifaceted, yeah. multi-talented guy we've got here today. So <laughs> that's very cool. Well, let me give you a proper introduction. We're going to talk about the business you do because it's uh, very, very cool. Jeff Chrysler is the owner of Rightway Heritage Trimming. For over 20 years, he's been specializing in British and European auto upholstery, working on our, as a distinguished auto trimmer, pattern maker, and upholsterer for some of the leading restoration shops around the world. World. He founded Rightway Heritage Trimming six years ago and has been creating a reputable name for himself working on notable classics. Jeff also produces a full line of the most Concord accurate Austin Healy upholstery and trim components available today. And he sells those to customers worldwide. And in his spare time, he builds scale models and works on his Austin Healy 100 restoration. Uh, that's one of my bucket list cars. Uh, it is second complete restoration because he built a MGB a few years ago. So very cool. Can't wait to see that 100 when it's all done. We'll be back in just a minute to talk with Jeff. But first, a word from our valued sponsor, so give them a little listen. Keep the seatbelts on. We'll be right back. Covercraft's newest five-layer indoor cover is especially engineered for indoor use, providing maximum dust protection when your vehicle's stored in the garage. Your five-layer indoor cover is custom-tailored with Covercraft's attention to detail, form, and fit with the quality and attention to detail that's been their standard since 1965. Even if your vehicle is always inside, dust and fallout can damage the paint. And an extra layer of soft, breathable material protects from accidental bumps and rubs. Covercraft protects cars, trucks, motorcycles, RVs, trailers, and watercraft too. Every one of my vehicles is protected with a Covercraft cover, custom fit to fit the car like a glove. And I have a deal for you. If you use the code YEAH21 at Covercraft.com, you'll get 10% off your order plus... Free shipping, that's right, 10% off and free shipping. Simply use the code YEAH, Y-E-A-H-2-1, at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. I was tired of my rates for my collector car insurance going up every year for no explainable reason. 
My carrier seemed to be turning into a media company versus an insurance company, and I realized that a portion of my policy premium was paying for all those so-called free media goodies. So I did my homework, I talked to knowledgeable collectors, shopped around, and discovered American Collectors Insurance. They've been serving the collector car hobby since 1976. You last that long by properly serving your customers' insurance need, not with a lot of fluff. ACI is ranked the number one online collector car insurance provider according to Google, Trustpilot, Facebook, and they offer their real person guarantee live support. No never-ending phone loops when you need help. Plus, because you don't use your classic car as a daily driver, you could save up to 40% compared to regular auto insurance. American Collectors Insurance provides agreed value policies. So if you experience a total loss to your collector vehicle or it's stolen, you'll be paid the amount listed on your declaration page, less any deductibles, of course. No ifs, ands, or buts. Give them a call today and ask for your free quote at 866-A-C-I-Y-E-A-H. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine, Mark Greens, at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance, classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. All right, Jeff, we're back. So let's uh, dive a little deeper. Let's go back through your history of working on upholstery. You mentioned musician, artist, singer, but you went down this path of uh, recreating or bringing back old car interiors. What led you into this career path? So my entire upbringing revolved around Austin Healy's. My father was one of the leading Healy restorers growing up and was restoring them not only for himself, but for customers uh, around the world, well, around North America. So there was always a couple Healy projects in the garage. He was one of the founding members of the, the National Concourse Guidelines and Standards back in the 80s, which is still going today and evolving. So I grew up around those cars and, and restoring them to a really high standard and fell in love with it. I mean, our family car, when I was growing up in the early 80s, our family car was a 65 MGB GT that we drove through the winter and everything else wow dad had a healy and mom had a bug eye sprite oh my gosh i was just immersed in those cars all my life and and my brother never really got into it he kind of went the opposite way but i loved it and got right into it so um when i was in my early 20s 22 i moved out west to bc we grew up in southern ontario oh and so uh, in ontario they were driving cars like that in the winter yeah oh yeah oh oh my gosh through deep snow and everything else oh yeah 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 wow uh, you know they were a dime a dozen back then so yeah nobody said anything other but, but um so i moved to the west coast when i was yeah 22 23 and uh was kind of bouncing around jobs. I had done numerous trades. I had been an auto mechanic for, you know, when I graduated high school. And this upholstery company had just started in North Vancouver called Heritage Upholstery. Um, They're also BAS Jaguar. It's two companies under the same roof. But my dad kind of became their big customer because they were just starting to do Austin Healy's. Oh. He was helping them out patterns and stuff like that. And he said, you know, I had gone traveling, backpacking through Europe, and I came back, needed a job, kind of starting back over. Back to reality, said, <laughs> young people do. You know, four months of traveling. And he said, you should contact them. They, you know, they're starting to do Heelys, and you know the Heelys really well, and they could use somebody who knows what they're talking about. And so I had never done upholstery before, but I knew the cars really well. And uh, so they, they hired me, and I did 
you know, basic apprenticeship in my first year. And within a year and a half, I was production manager. And like, I took to it really well. I kind of incorporated all of my artistic creative talents and put it, you know, just made sense. And uh, the rest is history. I've been doing it ever since. Well, you're a fairly young guy because one of the things that is happening in the collector car world is we see all these older people and they're aging out, they're retiring, they're passing away. And the big fear is that there's no going to be nobody to come up behind them to do this kind of work. And I know it's a big statement because there are people and there's some young people, but it seems to be harder and harder as I talk to shops and so forth. May I ask how old you are? I'm 42. Okay. Well, you look like you're about, you look yeah. like you're about 30. So you look very young for a 42 year old, but still from my side of the fence, that's pretty young. What's your favorite thing about what you do in your job with your trim shop? Cause you opened the shop up five, six years ago, right? you put your own shingle out. Uh, yeah, it was back in 2013. I, I kind of branched out on my own and then, yeah, and I've moved around a few times with it. But uh, You know, what, what's your favorite thing about this? Because you've really niched in uh, British yeah. cars mostly. I assume you could do upholstery for probably any car, but British cars and you're doing your own Austin Healey. Obviously, that goes back yeah. to your history with your dad and, and the, hundred, the hundreds are my favorite era. Is yours, what, 55, 56, somewhere in mine's, there? Mine's a 5300. Oh, it's an early, a, early one. one of the, yeah, yeah, early BN1. And one of the last cars built that year, I think we think. Well, that's pretty cool. Well, when you think yeah. about what you do, what, what is so passionate for it? Because this is a, a career of passion. Oh, for sure. Um, well, first off, the Heelys in particular and, you know, some of the Jags, I just think they're the most beautiful cars ever made. That whole era of cars, I think nothing is going to come close to that for me. And what I love about it, the upholstery is kind of the last step of any restoration so by the time those cars come to me they're all beautifully painted and the chrome's done and i'm i'm getting to add this last you know uh piece to finish it off and there's just immense satisfaction in being that final step and seeing the finished product and um yeah no it's it's it hasn't grown old yet like i still love it and uh you know i'm getting new projects all the time and interesting rare cars popping popping up here and there and uh yeah, no, it's great. Well, plus you get to fulfill people's dreams because none of these old cars are anything anybody needs. They're all wants for everyone. And for so many people, it's reliving like this hundred year building. It's reliving your youth and your dad and, and all of oh, that. For, sure. for me, it started with a 49 MGTC that my dad had. I, I still remember the smell inside of that car, the the big, you know, tufted seats in the back. A tuft is probably the wrong word, but the, the rolled or ribbed. Oh, am I? Beated, yep. Yeah, beat it. Yeah, there we go. And uh, yeah, it probably wasn't tufted. That would have been a weird interior for, for an MG. <laughs> and the, the dash, which in his car, instead of wood, was engine turned, which was probably oh, yeah. something somebody did along the way. I don't know. Maybe they came that way. But I was well, that was a common thing on those early T-series, some of the earlier some ones the early from ones. the 40s. Yeah. 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 It was really a cool thing. So, but And then the smell and that leather or fabric, whatever you put inside of a car, it just it kind of brings the whole thing together. So uh, it's got to be immensely satisfying. What are some of the more unique cars that you've done interiors for? Oh, uh, <laughs> a lot of them. Yeah, lots of interesting stuff. Um, well, just like a year ago, I recognized that dashboard you're talking about. I did an, a 37 MG L2. Oh my gosh! It's quite a. It's a. It's a similar body style to the T series, but uh, it had a, an inline six in it. And being 1937, it was lots of neat features like that turned dash and, uh, of course, right hand drive and just all the all the neat features. I've done. 
I did a Mazda Cosmo, really. That was Mazda's first car, basically, in the 60s. It had the rotary engine in it. And uh, I did, oh, like an AC Asica um, mm. and an AC Ace, which are pretty neat rarities. And uh, I did an Amphicar once, which are kind of, Oh, know, yeah, <laughs> the boat cars, yeah. Unique. Yeah, yeah, the boat cars. And, of course, all sorts of Jags and Heelys and MGs over the years. That's kind of my specialty. And Porsches and Mercedes as well. Um, and, uh, oh, I did a, a 37 Packard a couple of years ago. and Big car. Um, yeah, that was a huge, that was definitely the biggest car I've done. And, uh, yeah, there's been... A lot Lots of cool of stuff. stuff. A lot of cool <laughs> yeah. stuff. Now, obviously, I, an inspiration in your life has got to be your father because growing up around a dad who restored cars and was known for that uh, has to be a massive inspiration. Is that that really your your driving inspiration? He'd definitely be the biggest one. Um, I've had a few, but I mean, we were working together all my life. Like he, he sadly passed away in 2012 suddenly from cancer but uh, oh, we were going to go into business together at that point and that kind of changed things and sent me off on my own but um, when I after the ter- all of that had happened I moved back out west on my own with my own business now and I just launched my website and when I landed on Vancouver Island and got a, started getting established within my first week of arriving here I got a phone call from this uh, fellow named Rudy Konacek and Rudy is seasoned veteran here on the island he's retired now but he was still going when he called me and uh, he specialized in 300 SL restorations and had done over a hundred in his lifetime he was one of the leading guys to do 300 SLs and he said you know I've I'm on your website right now, and we've been trying to find another upholsterer to keep up with our workload of classic cars. And he's like, you do fabulous work. And you need to come over. And he gave me this huge tour of his facility. And it was just, you know, small group of really high-skilled craftsmen, these amazing cars. And he specialized in 300 SLs, but he also did, you know, Ferraris and high-end, you know, classics and and yeah, I just said, can start with this AC Asica and then move on with this. And I worked for him, you know, for like four and a half years. Uh, he was like my 90% of my work came from him doing all these exotic cars. But he was, uh, you know, well-respected, really high-end uh, and, you know, well-recognized at Pebble Beach and all of these big concours. They all know a Rudy car when they see one because he goes there with every detail and really changed my whole brought my game up substantially and changed my whole my eyes for detail um so he was a huge influence definitely you're very fortunate to have some amazing people in your life uh to help drive you forward that's very cool you know i mentioned earlier about young people going into this trade if somebody was interested in doing this and said you know what that sounds kind of interesting how would you advise them how would you direct them to get into this business yes well, it's got to be something you're passionate about, obviously. And depending on where you live in the world, uh, I know certainly there's areas in the States and Australia and England that still have, you can go to school for automotive upholstery and, and learn this stuff firsthand and get a certificate. Uh, I We don't have that option up here in Canada. There is no school specifically for that. So I basically did a an apprenticeship without any <laughs> certification, basically. Hands-on. Hands-on, literally. And but that's how you start. You just, uh, you know, it's a case of, for me, dissecting the old and seeing how it was made and then recreating that. 
And I've always been good at that. That's just restoration work, right? And um, whether it's upholstery or building a house or a car, you know, it's that same kind of process and, and really looking at how they did it as you dissect it and re- recreating it. So, of course, I had to learn how to sew along the way, which, again, that is just a lot of hands-on trial and error. But it's if you're passionate about it, if you want to do it, you're going to figure out how. Sure, <laughs> and yeah. And you can get better. So Right, and I go out and seek those experts in the field and see if you can start as apprentice or even sweeping the floors or just being around them and, and observing. Exactly. In restoring old cars today, obviously the big challenge is to do it like it was – or in many cases, we see a lot of cars, the term over-restored, but cars are done even better because we have we have things today that they didn't have back then, equipment and so forth. But when you're restoring the cars you're doing, are you trying to, you mentioned this earlier, you try to emulate so that it is as accurate and close to it. Is that what you're trying to do? And then when you get a car that you've maybe never done before, how much research goes into figuring out, okay, what was here? Because some of these cars pretty rough, I would assume, when they're started and you're yeah. trying to figure out what's the right color, the right texture, the right kind of fabrics. And even the leathers these days are much better. They're more high quality than leathers back in the day. Cause we just have better technology. Yeah, no, it's most definitely, um, my personal, uh, agenda here is to try and make it as accurate as possible. Um, so I, I, you know, coming from a concourse background, I am really trying to emulate the way that they did it back then that includes you using hand tacks and stuff instead of just staples because you could just use staples and it's much quicker but it has a different look to it and that goes for everything and don't get me wrong like there's great better upholsters than I out there who are totally custom and use all new materials and don't care about how they used to do it this is how we do it now and it's much better you know the hot rodders and stuff like that which uh, I do a little bit of that and that's that's kind of where I'm growing my skills, but um, uh, my, you know, certainly with the Austin Healy kits that I produce and, and most of what I've built my name on is being extremely accurate, Conqueror's accurate and doing it the way they used to. And that includes even the materials, you know, um, I've, I've sourced some of these companies out there that have come back, like Connolly Leather is, is back and uh, you can get the proper stuff in the original colors and here's the catalog. And so, you know, and same thing with the vinyls and the carpets and that. I've, I've been able to source the proper original stuff and they're still making it in a lot of cases. So. Well, it seems like the collector car industry is as strong as it ever has been uh, sure and is. growing yeah. and it, younger people starting to come into that fold and be interested in it and keep it revived and keep it going we're going to take a short break and i want to talk about maybe a big challenge you face in your life could be your career or your life so keep that thought in mind and we'll be right back i've discovered linkage it's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market driving restoring collecting and discovering your passion for motor vehicles linkage is about experiences opinions and values Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARS YEAH when you subscribe and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. 
Cars yeah is proud to support our veterans, which is why I've teamed up with our nonprofit partner, TechForce Foundation, through its Veterans at Work Military Transition Campaign. The tech shortage is very real, and our country needs skilled, qualified techs to keep our cars, trucks, airplanes, and fleets rolling. When so many vets build their skills in maintaining and servicing vehicles when deployed, TechForce helps transition those skills to jobs as professional technicians when they come home. Learn more about TechForce Foundation and its Veterans at Work Military Transition Fund at techforce.org today. So let's talk about this big challenge, big failure, something that really kind of pushed you up against a wall, if you will. But I'm I'm more interested in how you learned from that so you could move forward in a very positive way. So take us through one of those uh, trials and uh, obstacle parts of your life. I'd say most definitely uh, biggest trial obstacle was when my father passed away. Um, leading up to that, you know, I was working for a company in Vancouver and it was basically an upholstery factory and we were making kits for, you know, all sorts of German and British sports cars, you know, Porsches and Jaguars and MGs and Heelys and stuff. And, but I just worked at a desk at at a work table, trimming seats and producing panel kits all day, every day, 40 hours a week. And it was pretty monotonous. You don't get any variety. And, you know, I was not a sewer then and, uh, I was just a trimmer and, um, I was enjoying the work, but I was getting tired of it. And my dad and I were talking literally three or four times a week on the phone because he had just retired his full-time job and was going to start doing the Healy restorations full-time in his retirement. And him and his his metal guy and his painter were hunting a place in Ontario and I was going to move back and we were all going to go into business together and just do Healy's high end. And, and then, yeah, his diagnosis came out of nowhere and within three months of it, he was gone. And suddenly we were all just, and he had like four Heelys on the go for various customers in various states of restoration that we were just like, okay, now Now we have to hand those off and have them completed by other people. And, you know, I kind of, I moved everything back to Ontario from my home in Vancouver, just kind of left my life in Vancouver and moved back home for a couple of years, um, helped my mom deal with everything. And I didn't know what I was going to do. I wasn't sure where to go. And I kind of started doing home renovations and stuff for a little while and wasn't sure what I wanted to do with myself. But I, you know, throughout that, I inherited my father's entire garage of tools, you know, and uh, didn't want to see that go unused and decided to uh, go into business for myself. And uh, his uh, restoration company's name was Rightway Restorations. So, and I had used, I used to be working for Heritage Upholstery and Trim. So I decided to call my company Rightway Rightway Heritage Heritage Trimming and, uh, you know, launched a website and just started I within weeks of launching that website, I got a job there in Ontario working for Diamond Upholstery and Trim, which is a high-end trim shop north of Toronto there, and then uh, started missing the West Coast and moved out here. And it's just, when I moved to the island, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I was kind of like, I can do upholstery, so I can do boats, I can do cars, I'll, I'll get by, I'll figure it out, you know. And I just, Rudy called me like that within the first week, and suddenly I'm like, it's like, more than I ever dreamed of, you know, sure. and uh, yeah. Um, what did I learn? 
so many things. I yeah. <laughs> learned how to run a business, you know, having never done it before and right. uh, um, how to persevere, how to just stay focused and uh, do, keep doing what I love and uh, learn how to say no to things that don't suit me too, you know, as far as jobs important. go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, very cool. So, well, no doubt your dad is uh, very proud looking down and uh, smiling uh, at what you've done. You know, it's a good um, testament to just just sit down and do it and start doing yeah. it, right? And yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. get, get her done, as they say. Uh, That's right. Yeah, just getting it done. If you look ahead to your business in the next, say, three to five years, is there kind of a bucket list? Maybe this could be the kinds of cars you're working on or specific cars or where you would like to take your business, how you'd like to grow it? Yeah, um, obviously, I want to continue. The Heelys are going to be kind of a bread and butter thing. And eventually, I want to hire some employees because it's still just me doing this all myself. Wow. At this point. Wow. But, um, yeah, so I'd like to in the next year or two, because it's getting busier all the time, uh, hire some an unemployee, if not two, and just to start doing the Heelys and start doing more British cars um, as kits. And then I would like to continue uh, my growth as an upholsterer and start doing some newer like hot rods and things like that and, and things that are going to expand my skill level. And uh, I'd love to start getting into more high-end stuff like old Ferraris and stuff like that too. Um, but it's just about getting my name around. Oh, um, exactly. I've done a few when I worked for Rudy that were great experiences, but uh, yeah. Nice to have uh, his name on your resume list for sure. Do most of the cars yeah. come to you and you do the upholstery or do you do the seats and send them to the restoration shop? Yeah, it's a combination. I do like local stuff obviously comes to me mm. and uh, and I can trim out their whole car here. But uh, much of my Healy work is people from all over the world and I will produce, you know, panel kits and carpet sets and seat covers and that. And they can send me their seats and I'll fully restore them, fully trimmed, and they can bolt them into their car sort of thing. So, yeah. How fun is that? So uh, let's talk about a special vehicle in your life. You talked about that MG Restored. You're working on the current Austin Healey 100. Is there one special vehicle in your life that really stands out? Uh, well, yeah, certainly the Austin Healey 100. Um, uh, my dad was a specialist in the Healey 100s. And uh, like I say, I just think they're the prettiest, <laughs> one of the prettiest designs ever made with that windshield that goes slants down. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, it's like the coolest the thing. The cockpit. And yeah. And uh, so to finally own one. So when, when dad passed away, he... He had a 53 Austin Healey 100 in Healey Blue, and it was just the iconic, you know, original design. But he said, like, sell the car. You'll need the money to help pan things out. And so we had to sell the car. And uh, I had never had a sports car of my own up until that point. But in the sale of his car, it kind of got divvied up between my brother and mom and I. And I took that money and I bought myself a Mark 1 MGB. And uh, it was an original Survivor car, a 64, yeah. and, uh, and I fully restored it to be like a concourse level, you know, using all its original parts and nice. uh, enjoyed it. And then after a few years, I, I ended up seeing a Healy 100, you know, entry level because Healy's are a lot more expensive than an MGB is. MGB, I have a history with the MGB. It, I had purchased one when I was 
13 for $500 with the intent <laughs> of restoring it and uh, and never got past the, the metal and paint stage. Uh, you know, I ended up selling it when I was 19 to so I could move out west. And uh, so it was kind of an un, unfinished dream. So when I saw this thing and it was like affordable and uh, so I bought it and I was able to fully restore it and kind of fulfill that childhood dream and uh, and then sell it to get my first Healy 100. So now I'm restoring basically the car that dad had when he passed away. And uh, so it's kind of a legacy. Yeah. yeah, sounds cool. Do you know a guy named Jim Smalley? I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. A na- practically a neighbor of mine. I could almost, you know, if I could hit a golf ball, I could almost hit it to his house. Yeah. He lives just down the road from me. He's got some really beautiful Austin Healy's. Uh, oh, he sure does. Yeah. yeah, he's got 100 S there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. some really yeah. nice stuff. I figured you probably knew who he was. I'm going to be your... uh Automotive psychologist today, okay? All right. I'm going to crawl into your skull. If you were manifest as a vehicle, what would you be, but more importantly, why? Hmm. Yeah, that's a tricky one. <laughs> I think I'd probably be something like an old 50s Land Rover. <laughs> oh, okay. You went somewhere I wasn't expecting. Yeah, well, I mean, I feel I feel like I'm pretty versatile. I can, you know, I'm made for tricky situations. I'm reliable, and I'm going to keep going. And uh yeah, I think, I think that's a good representation. There you go. Yeah, I th- I like the way you thought that through. Very nice. Uh, is there a way you like to perhaps give back or help others in the automotive sector? Yeah, every year I I sponsor uh, the local like British Car Club and Austin Healy Clubs and and national Austin Healy Club for their conclave that happens every year. So and that's you know I sponsor them with you know cash donations, but also I'll I'll donate like. I'll make these intricate vinyl tool bags and stuff like that that they oh, can nice. raffle off at their shows and end of year parties. And uh, so, yeah, I've done that. Uh, actually, a year or so ago, there was I was asked approached by a retirement community home here in Victoria that uh, they purchased an old 47 Dodge and wanted to kind of do a basic restoration, not to running condition, just cosmetic and, and have it on display at this uh, retirement community home and you know this little area and people can go sit in it if they want and it's got a park bench next to it like an old foam booth and so but it was all volunteers local volunteers who are in the restoration business who did this so I did the seats and stuff for that and all the local guys chipped cool. in and yeah 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 some neat. nostalgia for the elderly folks that live there to kind yeah. of think back in time how nice what a, that's a cool idea that's pretty great now, is there a book you've read that you'd like to share that you think others would uh, enjoy reading so just last year my favorite new book is uh healy the men in the machines uh it was just just debuted last year and it's kind of the most in-depth history of donald healy and his son jeff and just their whole history and career and the cars and not just the austin healy but everything that they did and uh-huh. uh, it's i feel like there should be a movie made from this because donald <laughs> <is> incredible <laughs> well yeah incredible history that's yeah. for sure john nikas wrote that book he's been a guest yes. here on cars yeah and uh yeah it's a it's a pretty amazing book and it goes well in depth into yes. the history yeah. much more uh, there's things in there i learned i had no idea 
Yeah, and I love the cover of it. It's got a great cover um, of yeah. an old 100, I believe, on the cover. So, uh, yeah, kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, without the bumpers, too, which I kind of like it when the yeah. bumpers are gone. It looks more oh, yeah. sporting since I like cars. Yeah, John's a great guy, definitely. All right, I'm going to let you go on the ultimate drive here. I have a magic scepter, which allows me to allow you to pick any vehicle, any person, living or deceased, and anywhere that you would be taking this ultimate drive. So what does that ultimate drive look like for you, Jeff? Oh, I think it would have to be driving the Milmiglia. I'd say Sterling Moss. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And of course, and he did drive for Healy a number of times. He had a, in a, in a hundred S. So to see him in a hundred S and just hang on for dear life and, you know, <laughs> yeah. hear about his life along the way. That would be fantastic. Ah, that sounds like a pretty cool drive to me. I think so. Well, you've taken us on a wonderful drive today, and I'm, I'm happy that you and I connected. Before I let you go, could you share a parting uh, wisdom, thought, advice, inspiration, a mantra, a quote? Um, yeah. Well, let me think. <laughs> I guess just uh, dream big, because uh, the more you focus on your dreams, the more likely they are to come true. And uh Never stop dreaming. Dream big. Yeah. And you said something important there. The more you work on something, the more it becomes reality. So I always say, uh, take that dream and make it a reality by actually doing it. Even if it's just a little bit each day or it becomes a side hustle, you want to eventually do it. If you don't have the money to dedicate full time, just get started. It's kind of like a restoration. I had a guest on the show once to say, you know, if you're getting overwhelmed by a restoration, just go out in the garage and do one little thing every day. That's right. Yeah. And by over time, eventually it'll all get done. Cause sometimes exactly. these restoration projects can get a little bit overwhelming for us. <laughs> so uh, I love those words. Dream big. How can people learn more about right way heritage trim? Well, I have a website, rightwayheritagetrim.com. And uh, actually, I didn't even mention all the, throughout this. I, I run a blog uh, called A Detail Enthusiast, yeah, where cool. I write articles with tons of detail photos of uh, all the cars and stuff that I've been working on. Nice. And I even have a YouTube channel where I do kind of how-to videos of stuff I've been doing. So that's all through the website. You can get that. Very so. cool. I'll put links to all these listeners on Jeff Shono's page. Jeff spells his name uh, G-E-O-F-F, The Unique Way. Uh, I had a good <laughs> friend, Jeff, who is the guy who introduced me to my wife uh, almost 40 years ago. So uh, uh, Jeff Griffin, um, I remember he, he spelled his name the same way. And I've known very few people, but it's G-E-O-F-F and then Chrysler. That's an easy one. I don't know how he got yeah. that car name. Maybe should have been Healy, but uh, we'll take Chrysler today. That'll that'll work. Yeah. Listeners, you can find everything on your show notes page. And I want to do a shout out to Rick Neville. Uh, Rick's the guy who introduced me to Jeff today. So uh, he's a Healy guy. Uh, Rick, thank you for introducing me to Jeff. I get introduced to so many cool people by either past guests or friends of Cars Yeah or listeners of Cars Yeah. So if you listeners know of somebody out there you think might make a great guest or you think you might, Get in touch with me. I'm easy to find. Mark at CarsYeah.com. There you go. Jeff, thanks for being so generous today with your time, sharing your life, marvelous work that you do. I hope someday I can get a car restored and send the upholstery work to you. That would be pretty fun. Maybe an old 356, something I've always wanted. Oh, yeah. Those are pretty simple interiors. Until you and I- have done lots of them. Have you? There you go. They they become really expensive, though. If you find me an inexpensive one, let me know, but- (laughs) <laughs> they become they become pricey like a lot of old cars. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you down the road. Thanks. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. 
Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!